You are listening to Help for HD Live, the first podcast created for families living with Huntington's and juvenile Huntington's disease. Don't forget to find us on iTunes, Blog Talk, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. You can also search over 500 archived episodes and other projects at helpforhd.org. To watch us in person, find Help for HD TV on YouTube and subscribe and ring the bell for notifications on new content. Help for HD Live is going on air in five, four, three, two. Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to Help for HD Live. This program is made possible because of Teva Pharmaceuticals, Neurocrine Biosciences, the Griffin Foundation, and the Hereditary Disease Foundation. I'm your host, Lauren Holder, and today we are going to be focusing on coping uh, during the holidays. Um, this is our holiday show where we tend to, to talk about how we survive the holidays and what we're dealing with. And I have Melissa on with me today. Um, if you don't know her, you should. She's amazing. She is not only a mom and a wife, but she is a caregiver to somebody who has HD, as well as a caregiver to somebody who has JHD. So her plate is absolutely full. Um and she has de- has agreed to come on and talk with me about how she is coping with the holidays and how she's making it through. So thank you so much for joining me today, Melissa. Thank you, Lauren. I was so excited to share just my story. And it, it, I'm just excited to be able to finally get a chance to do this with you. So I love listening to everybody's stories that come on. So I'm just absolutely just, I guess, honored that I'm able to do this. Uh, And I am so honored to have you on. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on. Um, Let me have you start with kind of telling a little bit about your family and how you um, are affected by HD. Um, So my husband has HD and my daughter has JHD, as you mentioned. Um, My husband's biological father's true identity was withheld from him. So, and that man had Huntington's. Um, So my husband was unaware um, that he was at risk. So, and um, he started becoming symptomatic and, um, you know, we were having some issues with Ava all throughout the course of her life. Um, And then once we were made aware of, um, about the Huntington's, you know, we kind of, I did research and then I, you know, my heart sank and I more or less knew that he had it and then realized that, uh, that Jave, that Ava had JHD. And then sadly the, the test confirmed, um, you know, that that was indeed correct. So. Which is a lot, it's a lot to deal with, not just the adult onset, but then to have your child have it too. I mean, that's a, yeah, it's a lot. And, and then ironically, we found out right at about the beginning of the pandemic um so things were shut down so we kind of were um scrambling to kind of find a doctor and um it, it, you know it was just kind of hard logistically to to navigate everything at that time just because you know we were dealing with covid um and then i'm trying to think but then by the same token because everything was shut down 
it kind of gave our household the opportunity to kind of hunker down and kind of get used to and adjusted to what our new normal looked like and kind of really take a step back and process everything and kind of focus on each other and, you know, trying to figure out what this new life with HD was going to look like. So, yeah. And I know resources during that time also, it was just tough, yeah. like getting any type of resources yes. during COVID. Yes. Sucked. Yes. So I always say that like during that time, um, help for HD <laughs> was such a, such a lifesaver because, you know, I, there weren't a lot of, um, you know, things happening. And so, um, I can't remember if I reached out to Katie or she reached out, out to me. I can't, I honestly can't remember. Um, but anyway, it, they were a huge blessing to me, especially during that time, um, with, you know, just finding out the diagnosis and everything. So I will just always be forever grateful to help for HD. Yeah, pretty amazing. Katie's pretty amazing yeah. as is Katrina. Yeah. Um, yep. You do so much behind the scenes that people just don't oh. even realize and um, yeah. Yeah, truly amazing. So, yeah. so for this year, um what's your what's your holidays looking like? I know um I talked last show about kind of how I was uh dealing with grief and dealing with I just turned 38 and what that means and uh so let's talk about your holidays and what's what it's shaping up to be for you. Well, I was like, I was kind of nervous when I was, you know, thinking about coming on and, and you know, when the, the title of our episode is, you know, coping with HD and coping with the holidays. Um, yeah, the holidays are just always, there's such a stressful time of year anyway, without HD, you know. And then it's like you throw HD into the mix on top of that. And, uh, you know, so it just adds this whole level of complexity um, to everything. And, you know, we have had a lot of loss and especially in our JHD community this past year, um, just a lot of loss. And um, so, you know, there are a lot of people that are going to have empty seats around their, you know, their Christmas table and their Christmas looks a lot different this year. And, um, so it, it's, uh, you know, I had a couple people reach out to me and say that they were struggling this year. So, um, I don't have all the answers. Um, some days are easier than others. Um, and not that we don't have plenty to be thankful for. <laughs> um, we have our tribe of people and, and support with, you know, our friends and the community and everything, but, you know, just to keep it real, it is hard. It is freaking hard. Um, so just day by day, you know, um, there's so many layers to HD. Um, how can I say this? Um, it's a time of, 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 with the holidays, it's, you know, that people are happy and they're getting together with family. And so many of us in this community are dealing with, you know, is this our loved ones last Christmas? 
This other person might be dealing with their HD loved one in a nursing home. I have a friend right now who her 13-year-old son is in the hospital, you know, passing from JHD. And, you know, he might not be here by Christmas. So, you know, there's a, it's just a lot. It's a lot of um, layers and how everybody's affected. You know, and a lot of things that um, people without, you know, in, in the real, and the, what's the word I'm looking for? People that aren't in this community take for granted around this time of year um, are things that we have to really sit and think about, right? So it's like finding, one thing I was looking at this week, finding handicap accessible activities for Ava and Mike. You know, not everything is handicap accessible. There's, it's on gravel ro roads to like do a Christmas walkthrough and you can't push the wheelchair. Um, you know, what's going to be at the holiday meal that they can eat to accommodate, you know, their dietary restrictions and, you know, the, just simply the isolation that HD brings, not only just with the person with HD, but for the caregiver of, of people with HD, um, the isolation that comes with, um, you know, taking care of someone with this disease. So, and even, um, I'm kind of rambling, but I was thinking earlier too about getting our, something that should be fun is, you know, your gift giving for your HD loved one. It's really hard sometimes to find Christmas gifts that you can get for your HD loved one, because, you know, as the disease progresses, their world gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And, um, uh, so it it can make it make it a little challenging each year as the disease progresses. It makes it a little more challenging to try to come up with things to get them for Christmas, you know, that that they can still enjoy. Um, do you so, yeah. find as a caregiver and you don't have to answer this, but do you find mm -hmm. as a caregiver, like especially not just with your husband, but with having your daughter, like you have to put on this this brave face and you have to pretend that, you know, you're in the mood to do this stuff, but you may not be. And, um, like, I know sometimes that helps me get going and other times it's so draining that I don't want to move. So do you, like, do you deal with that as well as a caregiver? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And I will tell you, Lauren, that, it, and I think I, I'm not alone in this thought process. Anybody that's dealing with any kind of grief during this holiday season it's it, it's always hard during the holidays to kind of you know dig deep and and find it in yourself to kind of you know um find it in you to decorate and be happy and and all those things um so I really had to think about it in terms of well we're here in the house a lot and this is where we spend most of our time. So I really need to get my butt in gear and put up decorations and try to make this house as festive as I possibly can. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because, um, and it was hard, you know, and you're putting up the Christmas tree and you're seeing the, we, we, we do what's now called, you know, people call it tacky Christmas. I call it 
regular old school Christmas. I never had a frou-frou, you know, frou-frou tree. Like it's always our family Christmas tree, mix match everything, colored mm -hmm. lights, you name it. Like that's just what makes me happy, you know? And so you're seeing all these memories that you have with your loved ones and of life before HD. And, um, you know, it brings out a lot of memories. Yeah. Um, but just, and it's bittersweet. And, um, but just trying, I, I really tried uh, to make it as festive as possible, um, decorating Ava's area where she sits and, and everything. So, and it, yeah. again, and it's hard, it is hard, but I think we put on that mom strong face that we always do and, yeah. um, kind of persevere. So definitely my kids have been, have been what's pushed me this year. Um, yeah. you know, I think last year was, was very hard um, with my grief with dad because it was the second year. Um, and I gave myself the opportunity to grieve, but this year it's not just my dad that I'm grieving. Um, a lot of people don't realize like, not only did I lose my dad uh, three years ago, I lost my cousin right after my dad and it was very unexpected. Um, and this was a cousin who, when I was growing up, he was like a brother to me and he, he passed away suddenly, um, all the way in California. We live in North Carolina and like, that was super hard. Um, I also lost two of my dogs right before my dad passed. And so I think this year for me has been not just my my grief with my dad, but all these other pieces that are now a part of that period between like August, 2020 and March, 2021, um, yeah. where it all kind of built up and it all, and, and feeling it again. And, and, um, that's really hard. And so this mm -hmm. year as a way to cope, I have been really going all out and teaching the kids about Christmas. And, um, it's also, you know, a year that both of them understand what's going on. Um, cause Odin okay. is three and he'll be four in January and Zoe's five. And so like our, our big thing has been adding Christmas lights and really, you yeah. know, really trying to get in that. But I, I'm totally feel what you're saying because as you do those things, like all these memories start flooding back um yep. and it's just very bittersweet you know like mm -hmm. I start thinking about how much my dad loves Christmas lights and so then I start thinking about how we drove around town all the time to look at all the Christmas lights um and I start thinking about my cousin and how like after Christmas every year uh as cousins we would go and watch a movie together at the movie theater mm -hmm. you know like those things yeah. Um, and so it hurts, but it's also so sweet to remember those things. Um, absolutely. But it definitely makes it tough too, because I'm trying to stay in this positive area for my kids. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and I notice like there are times where it literally just, it knocks me down. Cause I'm just like, oh my God, I can't, I can't do anymore I today. And along with what you're saying, like, I kind of feel like um, that I'm either fine 
or I'm not. Yes. Like I'm either, <laughs> sorry about that. That was my cat <laughs> knocked down my phone. Um, and you know, I'm either really okay. And I'm like, I've got this or I'm really not okay. Like yep. it kind of just hits you like a ton of bricks unexpectedly out of nowhere. Yep. And, and, and I can't even pinpoint like what triggered me to start feeling sad. I, I don't know, but it's like, I wake up one day I'm okay. And other days I'm not. Yep. And it, as much as, um, you know, Christmas is about family gatherings. That's the most important part of Christmas, spending time with people that you love. Um, I find that, um, and right or wrong, um, it is hard sometimes not to be resentful of you see other people's children growing and yeah their lives moving forward. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you can't help but feel like your life, my life is not, you know, my life in so many ways is not moving forward. And, you know, there won't be um, potentially that many um, moments like this that I know, you know, that, that, um, and I think we could say that about life in general, but when you have the reality of HD, you, you know, you know that reality. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of there, like knocking at the door, hit, slapping you in the face. Right. Um, not that you're not happy for everybody else's life. Um, I don't want it to come across that way. Your, but yes. your, what you're yes. missing out on. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, That's okay. You, you know. know. Yeah. To have nieces your own and, grief. Yeah. And it's like nieces and nephews and cousins and their lives, they're getting big and their lives are, you know, they're doing things, they're driving, they're going off to college, you know, friends of mine, other couples are in, entering empty nest syndrome and traveling more and all these things that I had planned, you know, on doing with sure. my husband and, um, and, you know, processing that, um, you know, that it's just, it's going to look a little bit different and I might not have some of those same things. And again, it's like, not that I'm not grateful for things, not that I'm not thankful sure. for things. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't want to put that spin on it either. Cause I am very thankful. Um, I'm, it's just being human, I think. And, yeah, it is. and, and, um, you know, I, working with a therapist that said, you know, it's okay to feel those things. Like you had mentioned, Lauren, like, you know, I'm okay. It's okay. I'm allowed to feel sad, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. I'm allowed to feel sad. Um, I try not to stay in that place too, too long, but, um, you know. Yeah. But it's also yeah. necessary to feel it because if you, yeah. I, and I think it's really part of being a caregiver um, to kind of push your feelings aside, right? Like as a caregiver, yeah. one of the things we do is we, we got to be strong for everybody. So we yes. push away our feelings and, and we focus on our loved one's yes. feelings. But then the longer we do that, the worse it is for us. If you don't yes. 
acknowledge what's going on with you and accept the yeah. fact. And that's part of grieving, right? It's not just mm-hmm. grieving your loved one and grieving, you know, what they're going through. It's the life that mm-hmm. you now have compared to what could have been. That's a real yeah. thing. And, and there's right. nothing wrong with that. It, yep. HD sucks. It takes away stuff. That doesn't mean you don't appreciate your family. It doesn't mean you're not grateful for what you have. It means you're realistic in that you have these feelings and you acknowledge that those feelings are there and that you're grieving it, but you accept it, that you have a new normal and you're able to move forward because you can accept that. And without acknowledging it, you can't. If you sit there and you never acknowledge it, it's just the it's the, it's the elephant in the room. It's the monster that's lurking in the back constantly mm-hmm. until you burn out. Yeah. And... I mean, I, I couldn't have, I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, you know, I, I think, um, with what you said about with caregivers and that we're always, you know, taking care of everybody else and kind of putting ourselves last, I, I always, it comes to mind, like, for example, when we're at symposium, mm-hmm. I help for HD symposium. And like, you see all these, all the caregivers um, that are taking care of their loved ones. And it's like, I have never, not to exclude our HD warriors, you know, I'm just saying in terms of um, caregivers, you know, like such a, for badass group of people, strong, strong people that it it like it blows my mind um and it's so I mean I, like that to sound cliche but I just I'm like I'm surrounded by greatness that's how I you know, it's like that's how I feel so this like, is how I feel that way about caregivers too um and caregivers deal with their own PTSD they deal with their own like yes. they, there's trauma in caregiving and there's yes. all of these things and, and as a person who is, who has HD and yes. everything, yes, life is hard. Okay. Uh, it absolutely is. But I didn't choose to have this disease. A caregiver right. chooses to stay. A caregiver chooses every single day to be a caregiver. Mm-hmm. It yes. is a choice. And that mm-hmm. is something that is phenomenal because for somebody to continuously choose this and to sacrifice like it's mind-blowing I've seen bad caregivers I've seen bad caregivers and to see the good ones and know that they're struggling with the same emotions and same things that everybody else is but they choose to be better they choose to be good by acknowledging feelings by continuing to to love their loved ones and do things for them despite those feelings and that's what makes them great caregivers and it's a choice and it really um yeah when you go to symposium and you see these people and mm-hmm. um it for me it gives me hope because i have seen really bad caregiving mm-hmm. and so it gives me hope to see people like you and people like um the other caregivers that that we see at symposium and convention and all these things, because I'm seeing you guys choose to stay in this. And that's amazing. 
Not that, well, thank you, for you know, yeah, not that you don't have the right to your feelings. You absolutely do. Because right. I mean, I've been a caregiver. I realize there's trauma. I realize like it sucks. I, don't get me wrong, but I wouldn't change it for the world. I would not change those years with my dad for the mm -hmm. world. I never saw him as a burden. He was everything to me. And um, yeah, caregiving is hard and it's emotional and there's trauma attached to it. And yeah, yeah totally. And that it. is, thank you for saying that. And that helps me because that gives me such um, perspective too. And I think that's so like, what's great about these conversations. And I think um, when I had said before about another one of the other conversations you had um, that as a caregiver, it helps so much to hear from individuals that have the disease, you know, what your thought process is, what you are feeling. I think it's just, it's vital. It's so important. Um, and then for you, with what you just said, you've kind of lived both, both sides where you were the caregiver for your dad and you're also living with the disease so um yeah. that offers tremendous perspective well, you thank know thank you for that really so. thank you um I was actually talking it's so funny to me because I don't I don't think about oh, I don't necessarily think about what I'm saying when I'm on here um but I I had a conversation with somebody not long ago about, um, you know, survival guilt and gene being gene negative, um, you know, and, and feeling guilty because you don't feel like you're truly part of the community because you tested negative or whatever. And I explained, I've never felt that way. Like I've never sat there and thought that like, I am so happy for anybody who tests negative right? because because one, I wouldn't wish this on anybody, but two, exactly. we need those people who are negative to be our voices when we can no longer be the voice because that person who is negative has been through that at risk portion, right? Like they've mm -hmm. been through that feeling of being at risk and what it's like to go through genetic testing and they've still lived with a loved one who's had HD. So they still know the only difference is they're not going to get the disease. And right. that's great because when we can't talk anymore, we need those people to be able to speak up for us and to be able yeah. to fight for us for quality of life, just like the caregivers. So, yeah. um, and I've just never thought of being resentful or wishing that, you know, that's never crossed my mind of, oh, well, I wish that were me. I've always just sat there and thought, oh my God, I'm so happy that they tested negative, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But that person was like, I thank you for that. Like, I never realized that would be a, a perspective because they thought, well, yeah. I would be resentful. Nope. <laughs> like I said, I've never wished on anybody, but, um, but it's the same for, for caregiving. Like to hear that the perspective helps makes me happy. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the reasons I like doing the uncut shows and things is um, because if it helps you guys to know, then by far, I'll, I'll share as much as I can, you know, yes. Yes. other people share because I, yes. I think the different perspectives and everything they're needed. We need to know what each other feels. Um, and a lot of times things are lost in, 
in communication as people get sicker and, and things like that. And so um, I think it one of the things that for me was really hard with dad was I always tried to keep him included in conversation, even mm-hmm. though like it took him longer to respond. Um, and it would irritate some people because he would take so long, but yeah. I didn't care. I'd be like, no, you can wait. He'll, he'll respond. Just, mm-hmm. just wait. Yeah. Um, so I think those are the things like perspectives and different tips and tricks that we learn as caregivers. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. So. For sure. Anyways. I- Sorry. I apologize if there's any, no, that's great. I apologize um, if there's any background noise, but um, oh, you're good. My, my, my hubby's tinkering around in the background. So That is okay. Hi, hubby. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think that kind of leads me to, um, I know one other thing too, that I was thinking about quickly was um in terms of memories with you know how things are with you know my husband and and me now and how different that looks um for holidays one of the 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 big things that I'm grieving is you know Michael was always like the best gift giver (laughs) and again it's like first world problems, right? I get it. But it was just something he always just it put breathed. so much thought. And it, it, it just, ha- no matter if it was just a small, something small, do you know what I mean? I'm not talking about monetarily. I'm just, it, just the thought. And um, he always was excited, um, always wanted to know what we were doing for the kids for Christmas. And this year is the first year that he said, you know, make sure you get yourself something for Christmas because, um, because I can't, I can't do it anymore. And, um, so, and it sounds so trivial, you know, but yet again, it's one of those losses that. So let me ask you a question. (laughs) Can he not do it anymore because he, it's too much to go like out in public and and try to get things or is it literally like he's like can he still navigate like a computer and stuff like that or is it Um, what part of hd is really affecting that i would say probably both i mean well he doesn't drive anymore so he cannot you know physically go someplace like that but for the past couple years he would order something online but it's to the point now um, where going on the computer or doing something like that on his phone is just not doable anymore. So, yeah. So, um, and, and again, it's okay. Um, we'll have a workaround, but um, it's just it's one of those. a loss for something it's that. It's a loss. Yeah. Yeah. That you really yeah. enjoyed about your relationship yeah. and it's not mm-hmm. there anymore. And that's right. Tough. Right. And, you know, his love language too was always um, acts of service. And with HD, you know, he can't 
do those things anymore. So it was, you know, whatever was broken around the house, he would fix it. You know, he was never sitting down, you know, always putzing around, doing yard work, doing painting, doing fi fixing, I mean, anything in this house. There was, there's not a surface of this house that he did not touch. Yeah. Um, and so for him not to be able to do that anymore and for me to see him struggle, it's really hard. You know, it's, 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 it's really hard. So. Yeah. My dad um, struggled a lot with that. Um, cause my dad was always like, he always worked. He was always on the go. Um, he loved flight simulators. So he was on a computer yeah. all the time. Um, and with his HD, like he stopped getting on the computer because he couldn't do his flight simulator anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I, re I remember just how depressing that was for him. Yeah. Um, you know, so I actually got him a tablet to make it a little bit easier. Um, mm -hmm. and you know, sometimes he would use it sometimes not, but yeah, you, you find workarounds or you, you find something with the new normal. Um, mm -hmm. I hear you, but it's definitely hard yeah. when those moments hit because you mm -hmm. also don't know when they're going to hit. Right. Like, no. And, and, you know, it was always, you know, what are we getting the kids for Christmas this year? What's mm -hmm. it, you know, what do you have in mind? Or I was thinking this, or, you know, or he would take it upon himself to get something. And it's like, it's just, that's not how it is anymore. Yeah. Um, so, and it's the first Christmas that's like that. So, you know, just all those things put together, there's just been a lot of reflecting, um, as we shift into this next phase of Huntington's um, and we're always adjusting, right? Like sometimes it's like, we can't keep up, with it, can't keep up with it. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of, you know, a roller coaster. Especially when you're but... dealing with JHD and adult onset, right. like I imagine right. it's really hard. And, and, but it's so, and right, this is, I mean, that can go down a whole other rabbit hole, but mm -hmm. Um, how the disease is so different in yep. both of them. Yeah. And I see it every day. Like Ava, she's kind of holding steady right now. Like she's been holding steady, thank God, you know, for quite some time. Yeah. Whereas now Michael, over the past six months, there's been a huge decline. Yeah. Huge. Just Amazing how like, that happens head spinning decline. Like I can't, I can't even begin. To I was not, that. I was not prepared for that. I will say as a caregiver, yeah, me too. I was not prepared because it, it was the same thing, right? Like we were, he was at a, dad was at a really good place. Like yes. he, he was doing great. And then it's like over six months, it was this drastic change. Yes. And, um, I, was like you don't even have time to process it nope. like you can't you can't even prepared. process it yeah. yeah not prepared at all for it when it happened because I was expecting just this very gradual decline and it's not like that it's kind of like okay you have decline and then we're here for a while mm -hmm. and then it's like no we're gonna drop off really fast <laughs> yes yes so, yeah so mm -hmm. I kind of feel like that is the stage that we're in right now yeah. is this rapid decline with, with, uh, with my husband. So, yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> it's tough. I'm yeah. 
it is. But you're right. You um, don't have time to process. You don't have time to do anything. Yeah. Um, but I will tell you that, um, and I and I feel like it's, this is in no way, shape, or form to be like a shameless plug, but <laughs> but again, it's like the these small little bright things, like the Help for HD holiday program and the Thanksgiving um, outreach program. It's like to know that. Um, and that we are seen, um, and that people are thinking about us, it just means the, like, it just means so much. And, uh, because I think as our community as a whole, I think a lot of times because it's such a rare disease, you know, we do feel like we're just kind of out on the sidelines, you know, and, like we're just rallying together to try to bring any kind of awareness that we can to this disease and um, to just have love, you know, shown directly to the families and to these children. Like it just means so much and I will never be able to thank them enough. Never. It just means so much to know yeah. that people care, to know that people care. Yeah, um, for sure. So those are and, two uh, of my favorite programs. Um, yeah. So in case people don't are not aware, Help for HD does two holiday programs. Well, it's more than two, but there's two general holiday programs. And one is for Thanksgiving and helping to pay for a meal um, mm -hmm. for Thanksgiving, um, which my family has utilized because... Uh, yep. When I was taking care of my dad, I also lost my job and we had no money and we were mm -hmm. literally like to a point of not being able to do anything um, and yes. help for HD stepped in and helped to yep. provide a meal. Um, that was the most amazing thing ever Yep, for us. Um, and then the other program is help for the holidays where they um, help to buy gifts yes. um, for your loved one. And, uh, and they've bought all kinds of gifts. Um, and it just makes it really special because obviously having a fund that, you know, gives you money is one thing. Um, we all appreciate money, but to have you buy a gift yep. for somebody to have, uh -huh. and it doesn't matter about the money. It's literally a, a physical thing yes. to give uh, is just amazing. Um, and, and it helps um, not only the person receiving the gift, but the caregivers, because yeah. if the caregiver can't get out, resources or monies are tight. I mean, it is just a huge blessing in every way. So, yeah. yeah. Um, wonderful, wonderful program. Yeah. Um, and very grateful that Help for HD has that for sure. Definitely. So. I was actually going to make a suggestion. I don't know if your husband could do this, um, but I always make like lists for my kids. Um, and on Amazon. So like I'll make a Christmas yeah. list or whatever. So you could always throughout the year, like add things that you really want for Christmas and then um, have him 
be able to get on a tablet or something and go and look and actually choose from your list. So that way he's still that's getting a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of what I do with my kids. I like add to it throughout the year. So I have a mm -hmm. Christmas list ready and then I, it makes it easier for me to know what to get them. Um, right. Right. But that gives him control over being able to choose something for you, but it's not so overwhelming that it shuts him down. Yes. And I think so. that is uh, is a large part of it too. Um, and that's so helpful with what you're saying because um, it's not just the physical, it's the whole thought process. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's too much from start to finish and how to execute, how to, you know, yes. get everything. So, yeah. I feel um, his pain there for sure. It's very hard to, to navigate I know that. We've I know we've talked about that. Like we were kind of touching on that when we were at symposium, like I felt, you know, it was felt bad that I had to, you know, leave with Ava. Cause it was like, okay, she's, it's enough now. Like, it's just a lot, you know, audit, well, for like sure. sensory yeah. and processing and everything. Not that it's not amazing. Oh my gosh. Um, but you kind of have to know your limits and know when it's like, okay, I gotta, I had to take her, take her out now, you know? Um, but it's yeah. funny because when you, I've found when I push myself with something, so I did this in Belgium, I was really bad to like, oh no, I'm okay. I'm okay. And then I was not okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I keep saying it. And when I got home, I pretty much, and I'm still, I think I'm still dealing with it some where I've literally kind of gone into a hole because it was so much. And I kept saying, I'm okay. I'm okay. And I didn't give myself yep. that time to, uh, to recharge. And yes. so I feel it. And, um, and so afterwards, like I literally was just like, I can't process anything and leave me alone for two weeks. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I feel like I'm still trying to catch up some just, just cause it was, yeah. I did that all the time. I did that. The, oh no. I'm, you know, cause this is a once in a lifetime thing. No, we can do this. We can do that. You want to cram right. everything in. Yes. And I think um, you kind of touched on um, something that made me think about, um, I think, especially during this time of year, too, with caregivers is to, again, it kind of sounds cl cliche, but to know when to ask for help. You know, our situations and circumstances, we can't, um, we can't do it all by ourselves. We, we literally just can't. I had another person in the HD community um, kind of message me and say, just remember, you can't, you can't do this all by yourself. And I remember when we were in um, San Diego, I was, you know, going to, someone had offered and said, do you want me to go up and get food for Ava? And I, I was like, oh no, no, I got it. Like, do you want me to help you with your bag? No, no, no. I got it. I got it. You know, I just, I wasn't used to, we in the HD community kind of just like know how to step in and help each other, yeah. you know, like I got, you know, and I was so used to doing everything on my own. Like I got it. I can handle it. I'm doing it by myself. I'm so used to doing this, you know, I'm throwing her, not throwing her, but you know, got right. her in the wheelchair, exactly. but, you know, doing everything. And, you know, to have people offer to help me, I finally had to be like, Oh, oh, okay. It's okay for someone to help me. I, I, it's okay, Melissa. Will you just let someone help you? <laughs> yeah. 
I'm the same way though. Cause I was, uh, I was very much like that with dad, like, no, no, I got it. You know? And yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to accept the help when you're not used to accepting it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, I think <laughs> though, it's really neat when you're at a, you're at an event like that and you know that the other people are getting it because they're coming and actually asking, Oh, can I help with this? Cause they know mm-hmm. what it's like, right? Like they, they're living yeah. the same thing. They know the struggles and they're like, okay, well here, I actually know how to, how, how I can help you versus mm-hmm. somebody else who's not familiar with HD yeah. and they don't really think of, Oh, let me carry yep. your bag for you. Or yes. you know, let me do this for you. Um, and yeah, they tend we- to be awkward and back off instead of helping with the little things. Yeah. Like us, um, JHD moms, it's like when we're together, we like, we run like a well-oiled machine, like mm-hmm. <laughs> going out and about, you know, yeah. um, it's kind of like, we could just, yep, yep. Jump in wherever the per- person, you know, without even talking, like without even speaking, we're just yep. like, boom, boom, you know, it's yeah. kind of cool. <laughs> I could see that at symposium. It was really cool to see um, yes. how you all yes. kind of work together. Yes. Um, JHD moms. So, yes. So. Well, do you have any other tips? Um, we've talked a lot about, you know, about a lot of different things, but yeah. um, is there anything that stands out for you this holiday season? Like one thing to share with others that, you know, really stands out? Um, I think the main thing, and again, I know it's easier said than done, is to try not, and I'm saying this as almost a mantra to myself, (laughs) Uh, because it helps me to hear it for myself, you know, Um, is to kind of not get stressed out over the trivial things. Um, Just be present, be present and take lots of pictures (laughs) because it's like that, those moments and and capturing those memories it's it's like they're everything that that is that's everything um I realized after I left Thanksgiving I thought I didn't take really take pictures and I thought oh my gosh I need to take pic I should have taken you know pictures so I know at Christmas time you know I'm just gonna be taking lots of pictures and video um it's so important um sure because you get a Facebook memory that pops up and it's like it's just it's priceless literally priceless um to have that to have those memories so um I would say that's probably the most important and what I'm going to try to 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 focus on um not getting stressed over the little things try to stay present and make memories and try to capture those memories with taking lots of pictures. And it sounds so simple, but in today's world, it's so easy to get distracted by everything else going on. Um, And, you know, the fact that your life, our lives, especially in the HD community, there are not a freaking Hallmark movie and they're not going to be a Hallmark movie. (laughs) And if you aim for that, have that expectation, you're going to be sadly disappointed. So it's like, just keep it real and uh, 
and make, you know, memories, even out of the smallest things. The, the, those are the beautiful moments. So, yeah, that's such great advice. That's such great advice. And so true. Um, and, you know, I, I love that you said that, that it's not going to be a Hallmark movie. Um, uh, those Hallmark movies, they'll, whew, they're a killer sometimes, for right? emotions, you know, right. Uh, but I'm a hundred, I think, cause I'm a hundred percent guilty of it. You know, it's like, I have to realize that that is not, that is not my reality. Um, and it's, it's not going to be, and, you know, and my reality is something different, but it doesn't mean that it's not beautiful. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you for that. I think my, my one thing for this year is to, um, to not beat myself up so much about my feelings and like, because mm-hmm. I constantly feel like, again, I've got to be this strong person. I've got little kids, you know, that I have others looking at me, expecting mm-hmm. me to be a certain way. And it's okay for me to just be me. And um, it's okay for me to need help. It's okay for me to need yeah. a second for myself. And um, that's, that's a really hard thing for me. Um, yeah. So, especially when it comes to grief, like I don't want my kids to suffer from me having grief and me having yeah. feelings. Yeah. And so, um, I need to not turn myself off, <laughs> no. like allow myself to feel so I can keep going. Yes. I think that's well, my- anytime Lauren, I'm telling you, if I'm always here pretty much in this house. <laughs> But, you know, and it's like, reach out to me if you ever need, you know, Please just to talk that, or yeah. bench. Um, I think those of us who get it, it's like, it's better than, you know, talking with someone who gets it is like priceless and better than any therapy session. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. So well, thank you for that. Just, that means a lot yeah, to me because I do, listen. I do tend to like stay within myself and, um, yeah just because I don't know why I don't know why I've started doing I'm that kind of but... like that I the suffer in silence type <laughs> yeah yeah but even more oh so God. now for me like I used to be I used to be like a really um social person mm-hmm. and I am now preferring to stay home and yeah because my anxiety just goes crazy um, and like, I'll start wringing my hands and things like that when I'm out and I don't want to feel the anxiety. So I tend to just stay in, but yes. then I forget too. like, I have people I can reach out to, even if I'm feeling yeah. that way, who get yeah. that and who are not going to yeah. sit there and judge me for it. So exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So thank you for that. Yes. Anytime. Thank you for coming on here and talking about all of this too. I think it's such an important show. Um, cause I, I know that everybody is dealing with their own situations and obviously, you know, everybody has Christmas stress and, and it, yeah. outside of HD, there's all this stuff, but when you yeah. add HD, it just is so much more. Um, and, and so, um, it is okay to, to feel what we are feeling. Obviously there, there's a lot of loss as well that's happened this past year. Um, yeah. 
And it's okay to feel those things as well, too, even if it's not in your family. Um, exactly. So allow yourself to grieve and allow yourself to do what you need to do to make it through the holidays, whether it's Christmas lights, which is my, yep. uh, my thing this year. Yep. Um, or, Christmas you know, movies, Christmas yeah. music, you or know, going to sleep for a little bit, waking up and cleaning and like, yep. however you need to cope is however you need to cope. Exactly. It's like taking a Christmas nap. Yep. yep. Allowing <laughs> you yourself know? to take a nap. Taking yep. a nap. <laughs> yeah. Allowing yourself to skip out on a family event. Yeah. That's a big one for yeah. me. Yes. Um, to say, no, I'm not coming this year. Yeah. And um, I think, you know, I, I was worried at first with coming on because I thought, you know, I don't have. I don't have all the answers. Um, I just, you know, feel like I'm, you know, a human and we're just all in this together and, um, you know, we'll get through it together. And I wouldn't hesitate, you know, to reach out to a close friend in the HD community. If you have someone in the HD community and just, I think the best advice too, is to lean on each other, just Absolutely. lean on each other because, we can get through it together. Absolutely. Know? Absolutely. So, well, I am going to let you go, Melissa, because my son okay. just walked in. And yeah. um, <laughs> for those listening, thanks so much for tuning in uh, for this show. Um, obviously, uh, we talked about a lot of feelings. Please make sure that you guys reach out if you need to. We are here. Melissa said it perfectly. Like, that's one of the great things about this community is we're a close-knit community. And if you need to talk to somebody, there is always somebody av available to talk to you. Um, Absolutely. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I, I do hope that you guys are getting something um, out of this um, and specifically this holiday edition. Um Make sure you are tuning in every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern time for a new show. And we've got a great lineup for December. And until next time, guys, take care and love you. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to visit www.helpforhd.org and sign up for our email newsletter to stay up to date on all that is going on at Help for HD. Get social with us and like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe to Help for HD TV on YouTube and ring the bell for notifications.